0: Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that you really don't want to miss. You're about to get a sneak peek at what goes on behind the scenes with authors. They'll tell you their secret recipe for creating a book. You'll find out where they get their ideas, and you'll get the inside scoop on their new project. Want to know more? Terrific. We'll tell you where to find them on social media. Are you ready? Okay, let's meet today's author. Joining me is Dustin Benson. He's here to talk about his wonderful book of poetry, Writings of an Amateur, Volume One The Young Poet. Dustin is a Marine Corps veteran who balances his time with working at 24 Hour Fitness, working as an executive assistant to a psychiatrist, a division director with the nonprofit organization Toastmasters District 5 in San Diego, and he's an author and a poet. His passion and his concern with the growth of those around him fires his creativity to not only tell his story, but also his observations. Dustin, welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'm always curious. Often, poets, authors, writers will have some kind of backstory. They either started writing as a small child, or they had a relative who was a writer, or there was a teacher somewhere along the road that encouraged them, that recognized something about them. Sometimes life events will inspire someone to start writing. How about you? How did you start writing?
1: I initially started writing really when I was fairly young. It was kind of just words would appear in my head. And so I would start writing them down. I was often known for carrying a pen or pencil or even paper with me. If I didn't have paper, I would write on a napkin. If I didn't have something to write with, I would find something to write with. And it just kind of became... An outlet, I guess you could say. And as I started getting older, then I began taking classes like creative writing or more specific towards like English and literature. And so the professors in that those classes would help nurture my writing skills. And then as I even got more older, uh, just life events happened and they just kind of tailored the writing style as well as what I wrote about.
0: Well, you're talking to a former English teacher, so that warms the cockles of my English teacher heart to hear you say that, because I don't know a teacher alive, especially an English teacher alive, who would not love to hear the words that you just said, that you were nurtured by your teachers. I think that's absolutely amazing. What drew you to poetry?
1: I think poetry specifically, because I did start with poetry, it was the rhythm of it. It was kind of like a dance and a song that I was able to create without the tediousness of actually composing music. Um, It made it to where it was a little more appealing. And just from observations, people, I noticed, preferred poetry over a story because a poem is. Typically, there are longer poems, but typically a poem is very short and somewhat simple. So a reader can get through the poem in a matter of minutes, whereas a story that you have to pick up could take longer. And I was just seeing a trend that people, when they wanted to relax, they wanted something that they could finish, that they could start and finish in one sitting. And so that's where I started with poetry.
0: I like what you said about the rhythm because I think the the rhythm of poetry is soothing for us as human beings, and you're right. The shortness, being able to read the poem, I almost think of a poem as if it were a work of art hanging on the wall of a museum. Even though you and I may read the same poem, I may see something in it that you did not see, and you may see something that i don't see. I think that's one of the wonders of poetry how do you Where do your themes come from do you Are you inspired by daily events? Are you inspired by things you see? What are your inspirations
1: almost I want to say E, all of the above. Ah. I have written things based off of what I was feeling at the moment. I've written things uh, where I was, for example, watching a conversation, and I I wrote a poem about that conversation. As Even though I couldn't hear the conversation, I made it as if I was making the conversation from a third-person uh, view. Um, I've written on things that have happened to me that I think are common with other people. And it's like, this is how I felt. You shouldn't be afraid to also feel it. And more than likely, you probably do feel that same way. And that's okay, kind of thing. Uh, just literally almost everything. I've written poetry on random things, such as a tennis ball once, just a sitting tennis ball. And I was like, I'm going to write a poem on that. I
0: love it. I love that idea that your mind is that creative. I can't tell you how much I enjoy talking to someone like you. That creative spark i can hear it in your voice and i can hear it in the things that you say it's so much fun to talk to a person who's a true creative do you expect your poems when you write them you will have a reaction to them personally do you expect the other person who reads the poem to have the same reaction you do, is that what you're looking for from the poem, or do you want people to look for their own reactions out of your poetry?
1: Ideally, I think any, any writer wants, I, I, I mean, quite honestly, I think both, both cases. Um, I, I feel, especially with my writing specifically, I feel that there's, two, there's at least two messages. There's the message that I'm trying to get across to you as the reader. This is what I want you to see. This is what I want you to feel kind of thing, or even think. But then there's also the subtle message behind it of, this is, this is an open form for you to experience what you need to think and feel at the moment. Whether the words that I write trigger a memory within you that obviously I wouldn't share, unless I know you directly kind of thing. But even then, experiences are different. Uh, So I think it's kind of both. There's a message that I want the reader to find and see and hear and understand. But then there's also that freedom that I want the reader to be able to see the words and make their own interpretations from it or feel their own thoughts and feelings from that and maybe even spark their own creativity to not necessarily write themselves, but to do something that they're passionate about. And if I can help to drive that and motivate someone that I may not even know, then that makes me smile even more. Like I've done my job in the world.
0: Well, you're nurturing by, by your poetry and by what you say, you're nurturing other individuals and encouraging those un- other individuals. I'm curious about, you're a, you're a Marine veteran. and That's correct. When you were in the Marine Corps, Thank you for your service, by the way. Did you write poetry while you were in the Marine Corps, and how did that experience influence your work?
1: I did. I wrote poetry and for a little bit short, little stories in the beginning of my Marine Corps career. I think the, I don't want to say naive because that sounds kind of uh, negative in a way. But the the naive personality of my youth was still in effect. And I definitely looked at the world with a shaded color glass, that everything's great and all that. Uh, But there was a point, an instance in my Marine Corps that there was a shift. Uh, and, And events occurred and for a while I actually stopped writing. There was almost no drive to write. I couldn't think of what to write. It was the biggest experience writer's block that I'd ever had. And then around the time that I actually got out, I started to write a little more. It was a little more, the pieces were definitely dark, much darker than what I'd written before. But it was a way of, it was mm, the creativity, it was a way of the creativity coming back. And then just through other, as life progresses and stuff happens, I just kind of found, my niche again with writing. Good, good.
0: I'm glad you came back to it. It's, life events always have some sort of impact on us, don't they?
1: They do, yes, for better or for worse.
0: For better or for worse, exactly. the The business that we're all going through right now with this virus, this will have to have some kind of lasting effect on all of us even if we don't have the virus or we don't lose someone from the virus it's affecting all of our lives and i think something will happen on the other side it's that crucible if you will or that chrysalis however you want to think about it that we are all going through together that will make us different i
1: 100 percent agree with that it's even though we're all on our own individual journey and we're alone in that aspect, but because we're all alone in our own journeys, we're all together in the same. And there's there's a beauty in that kind of poetry, if you will.
0: I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I read, I I love this. I just want to quote you. You said, creative writing is an art and it should be embraced. And when I read that, I thought, oh, I can't wait to talk to this young man. Your book is so interesting. You have over 430 poems in your book. Why did you decide to publish this now? You've written these between the years of 2002 and 2007.
1: Why now? So I published it, I think, the initial plan when I first published. And I, I have three books, so there's even more poetry than just that this first book. But I think I initially published with the internal challenge of I don't want someone to feel the way that I'm feeling, but also think that they're alone in the world. I I have this idea, I guess, that Yes, we're all together. We we go out and we have brunch or whatever the case is, but we all think that we're alone. And that's typically when you hear the response like, hey, how are you? And then you get a response of, oh, I'm fine. That's all you hear is like, I'm okay or I'm good. I'm fine. But no one really talks about what's going on in their world. I think mostly because either they're embarrassed of it or they're ashamed or they want to feel strong, but also because they think that they're the only one going through it. So the book was kind of the initial inspiration of publishing the book was, I want other people to know that they're not alone with whatever they're thinking or feeling. But then as I started telling people, oh, I'm going to publish this book, I'm going to publish this book, and people were seeing me working on it. It was almost a joke to them, like, oh, look at this young little guy saying that he's going to publish, he's not going to really publish, like, good for you for having dreams, but let's be realistic. And so when I had that challenge of like, good for you, but you're not going to do it, it motivated me even more to prove them wrong. Like, okay, you say I can't do it, watch me do it. And so I published the first book and everyone was just kind of blown away. Like, oh, wow, he actually did that. And then I was like, all right, well, what, what's the the common saying? I guess you could say, like, hold my beer or whatever the case, like, hold this. Like, I'm a, I'm a one-up you and do another book. And I did. And then I ended up publishing a third book. And even now people are just like, all right, well, what's next for him? And so sometimes when I tell individuals or readers or whatever the case is that, oh, I'm working on something new, some of them are somewhat surprised because, again, like here I am. This it's not like I'm a J.K. Rowling or anything like that. (laughs) Like, but I'm an amateur writer, um, and others are just like, wow, he's he's still going. And so it kind of it's that's how it started, and that that drive just keeps me going.
0: You have something to say. I'm, that, I do, yes. <laughs> that's the bottom line. You have something to say and you're not done saying it. It's that simple, Amen isn't <laughs> it? And it's that complex. I mean, yeah. it's that simple, but it's that complex. Now, the cover intrigued me. I have to say, Dustin, tell me about the cover because it looks hand drawn. It is a hand and the, the, it looks like, did you do this?
1: Okay, so no, I actually did not do it. You are right. It is hand drawn. Uh, Every, every cover of my current three books, each one has been hand drawn and each one's been drawn by a different person that I vaguely gave them an idea like this is what I'm looking for. Here are some pieces that will be in the book. Now you have free reign to do whatever you want for this cover as long as it has, for example, like the title and my name. That's it. (laughs) Oh, and also like your name. Like I wanted the author's name – or not the author, the the artist's name in the picture. So with this specific one, the artist, his name is actual Noah, and you can see it at the bottom right of the paper. He drew – that's actually his hand that he drew, but he drew the left hand because I'm left-handed. And so it kind of tied it with me personally. Oh. And then the red marble actually was a, a piece in my book that I guess inspired him more. And so he just made this very simple, clean illustration. And when he presented it to me, I was like, that's, that's it. That's what I want. And we just went from there. I, and I actually have the original drawings of each of the three books, which is kind of cool in that aspect as well.
0: Oh, yeah, I love it. And I love that you're having the covers hand drawn. I think that's just that's different. It's unique i I really like that idea. You know we've done nothing but talk about the book. so, do you have a poem that you would like to share with our listeners?
1: I do yes, I have chosen a poem. It's somewhat short and simple, but again i that's kind of how I communicate short, simple, and straight to the point and it's for those who have the book and would like to read along as they're listening to this it's actually on page 225 the title of it is i saw her smile and this is how it goes i saw her smile so brilliant in the bright blue day her face a shining rose in her luscious way she hugged me oh so gently gracefully did she smile but who she is and was, I could not tell. I saw her smile so brilliant in the bright blue day, her face a shining eternity and her heavenly way. And that's it.
0: I love it. I could. Yeah, you took me right there. I could just see it. And of course I envisioned someone. Is this written for someone or about someone that you actually saw?
1: This was a stranger that I had bought in flowers for. I don't know, like, literally, I don't know who she was. I was walking around that day and I saw this woman and she just looked so sad and distraught. And there was a flower shop nearby. So I was like, okay, if, if I were sad, what would I want that would make me feel better? And I was like, flowers. You can never go wrong with flowers. So I went and I bought these flowers and I just walked up to her and I was like, these are for you. And she was very confused, obviously, because we don't know each other. And she was like, oh, I didn't get those. And I was like, no, I bought these for you. And I handed them to her and she's like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, they're they're for you. And she started crying and she was like, thank you. And I was like, I really hope that your day gets better. And so she hugged me and then that was it. And mm-hmm. so I wrote, I wrote the poem about this mystery woman that I made her. Still
0: better, basically. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad I asked that question, because what a great story behind the poem. Now, we need to let our listeners know where they can find the, the book, and it's on Amazon, and I always check Amazon to make sure everything works, and I want to make sure that they have the title and that they get your name and the spelling of your name. So if they go to Amazon, there's a big search feature up at the top. Just put in Writings of an Amateur, Volume 1, The Young Poet, by Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N, Benson, B-E-N-S-O-N. Click on it. It'll take you right to the book, and if you look at the cover of the book, in the right-hand corner, you'll see the words, Look Inside. If you just click on that Look Inside, the book will, and I'm doing air quotes here, open. Because, of course, it doesn't really open, but it shows. And you can scroll down the table of contents, and there are some samples of the poetry. And it's very well done, and it works beautifully. Now, you also are putting together a website. Tell me about the website.
1: Yes. So I do have a website. It is somewhat under construction. And what I mean by that is there are things, elements that are being added to it. But if anyone were to go to the website right now, it's still functional. They could read through it. Uh, Right now, it is kind of more of a blog. Uh, The blog was something that I was, I guess, trying to electronically keep my writings together, my notes, if you will. Uh, But I do want to add a shop portion to it or store. Uh, to where readers can buy my my books, my current three books, as well as any future projects that come along, or anything that I may decide to sell down the road. And the website, not to make it confusing, but there is a story behind it. But the website is actually landonscorridor.com dot com, and that's l a n d o n s c o r r i d o r dot com. Uh, that is the website. I also do have social media, uh, Instagram specifically, and to find me on there, that is Dustin underscore A underscore Benson. And that's mostly just to kind of give updates of what's happening and my writing world as well as to help, you know, occasionally inspire people.
0: Would you send them an autograph copy if they buy it from the website? If they buy one of the books?
1: Yes, I would love to do that.
0: Wouldn't that be fun to to know that you're sending a book to somebody and you've gotten to sign your name? I mean, I think that's just a thrilling thing to be able to do, to sign your name in the front of your own book.
1: I My only challenge for that is if anyone were to do that, I would just ask that they take a photo of it and tag it on social media, specifically Instagram right now, because that's what I have. I uh, just I guess so I could also be aware of it and other people can see like, hey, um, I'm not the only person buying the book or reading the book kind of thing.
0: Great idea. Great idea. All right. We're about to have to stop. This has been so interesting and you have just been so delightful, Dustin. When our listeners become readers and they purchase a copy of your book of poetry and they've read the poems, and they come to the very end, and it's the last poem, they read the last poem, they either physically or metaphorically, electronically, close the back cover. What do you want them to take away from your work, Dustin?
1: I think part of that, as mentioned earlier, is I want them to understand that they're not alone with their uniqueness. And I use uniqueness because occasionally everyone is weird in their own way. Some of my pieces, you'll read that and be like, what is he thinking, kind of thing. <laughs> and I want the readers to know that it is 100% okay. To completely be yourself whether that is super sad and emotional or super dark or even pessimistic we have to experience those human emotions and we need to express them in a healthy way such as writing uh, but I also want them to know that just like the book life is very similar the chapter or the book may end but it keeps going and that's Symbolic or metaphoric, if you will, in the fact that I went from book one to book two to book three and almost even book four. And there's this popular trend going on uh, with, I guess, those who have attempted suicide where they get the the semicolon tattooed on them. And it's to express like the sentence hasn't ended. And so it's it's, in a way I want the readers to know that your story, that you are writing, that you are involved in, it's not ended. Even though you closed the book, it may be the end of that book, but the story is not over.
0: I love to talk to you. This has been so much fun for me, Dustin. It is such a pleasure to talk with a person who is as creative and interesting and passionate about what they're doing. Thank you so much for being our guest on Books on Air.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Susan.
0: Remember, you can find Writings of an Amateur, Volume 1, The Young Poet by Dustin Benson on Amazon. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on iTunes as well as iHeartRadio. I'm Suzanne Harris. And I hope that you'll join me on our next Books on Air podcast. Remember, it truly is the place to be because you never know who's going to be here. And I'd like to thank you so much for listening.